Yeah, very important. And I believe that's why he's coming back for his church. You know, for his church, for us. Now, as we've been reading and studying the, the, the churches, what do you think Jesus would say about Riverside Bread of Life right now? Okay. And to reaffirm everything that we're we're going not going through, but like I would guess Jesus would uh, want us to use our mouths to pray for, to speak our faith, and probably for us to use our mouths to reaffirm all the things that He's trying to share with us in that moment. I think if we vocalize, it helps us remember back in that moment what we're feeling. And I think he's revealing to us certain things if we allow our spiritual hearts, our spiritual eyes, our spiritual ears to be open to what it is he's prompting us to. But I think that he would say, we need to do more praising, more dancing, be more jubilant and rejoiceful, in my guess. Yeah. Be more open to the Holy Spirit. Right? What do you think? What do you think you would say? Anybody else have another another word? Don't, don't all look away. <laughs> don't look down. Look up. Or your redemption draws nigh. Well, I think that he would say, you guys are doing a great job, but hey, we can always improve. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know? So I feel like uh, it would be similar to everyone's on their own race. So we probably have to focus on our own race as a church and not compare ourselves with other churches. You know what I mean? But I would think the Lord's like, good job, you guys. You guys are doing good. I'm proud of you guys. But hey, let's let's keep going. We gotta we gotta learn more. We got more things to do. So that's what I would think the Lord is saying. Yes, that's right. Keep going. Keep going. Don't stop. Don't quit. Yeah. You would be you would be impressed. What what letter grade do you think you would give to Riverside Bread of Life? What letter grade? A. Okay. I think he would give us a grade of an A. Okay. okay. And because I think, uh, you know, we I think this church has really put forth itself. You know, like even our pastors going. Going to Israel and it's it's uh, hard to describe, but you know I think uh, I know we probably need more attendance, but I think we're even just a few of of uh, the congregation or the church, the body of the church come. Yes, that's I right. I think they. 
we are doing a good job. Mm -hmm. yeah. 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 Very good. Because uh, who makes up the church? <laughs> we do. We do, right? Every single one of us. This is just what came to mind for me when you said, what kind of grade do you think God would give us? I think that God is so kind and so compassionate and loving toward us that he's like one of those, I don't know if you guys ever had a teacher that starts off at a, a letter grade A. So you start off with an A in this classroom, but all you have to do is maintain that. And I think that the Holy Spirit and God pretty much give us everything we need to maintain those things. Like if, like how Pastor was saying, if we miss Sunday, then we're taking a step backwards. And if we miss another Sunday, that's two step backwards. And that's a lot of catching up to do. But I think if we diligently make time and effort for us to grow in our faith and our walk with Him, and take it like one week at a time, one class at a time, I think we're, we will really grow. And I think we've grown a lot here. out there 
And then another thing is this whole facility and operation is self-supporting. Mm -hmm. There's no outside uh, input by Anglos or whosoever, you know? We're self-sustaining by our giving. And many, many places on the res, all the ministries from the eastern coast, north to south, they came in and poured in their money. But people just took it, not adding or <clears throat> modernizing everything, even equipments, you know. Right now, we're in another level with all our te technology, you know. Mm -hmm. We're the first Navajo church, I think, or doing what we're doing. So all the glory goes to God. Mm -hmm. But it is us that we're doing that to make a commitment to dedicate ourselves to obey God's word, mm -hmm. not man or woman. We have to obey God's word by giving back the 10% reverently, and then the offering and different things, you know, and then the helps ministry that are ever developing. <clears throat> so I've done all the helps ministry for many years. That's why right now I'm just kind of riding alone, you know, just kind of resting and praying for all the help the helpers that are participating, you know, I pray for their maturity and doing what they're doing. And also, when you put your hand in the ministry, there's no struggle to bring your family in when you're serving God out of your heart, not by man's command. You do what you know and see to do. And do it unto the Lord not to be seen or to be named and recognized. Uh -uh. We'll get all that when we get on the other side. Here, let's exhaust ourselves to improve and mature and just grow together, okay? Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. Mature, mature, mm -hmm. growth, growing. Are, are, you, are you seeing yourself growing? Are you seeing yourself growing? Okay, where have you grown? Teaching Navajo language. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> love, the love that's brought to this ministry. Mm -hmm. And uh, how our pastor and his wife showed love to us. Oh, I thought, your This really touches my heart. I experienced that too, and out of that, I need to love, love people, you know. That's how I have Yeah, amen. Jesus is love. Yes. He loved every single one of us that He gave His one and only Son, that whoever believes in Him shall not perish but have everlasting life. Yes. How else have you grown? How have you grown? Keep coming every service. And just like what I said, you know, it's through Pastor Yadal and Heather and also the others um, to share. And when you're listening, you're also feeding your spirit. And because you're hungry for it, you desire for it. And I think this church is one of them. I know there's some 
that low. And when you get that, when you get a hold of it, and yes, the Holy Spirit, He leads and guides us. And when the, what's, it really, really amazes me, Ricky Dow, you know, He always shares it with her that how much He loves us. And I think the church is a, and when you, when I come to church every, like, and on Sundays, yeah, when you hear pastors talk about love, and, you know, it really just touches your heart, just like what I was just saying, you know, the love. And I think that's part of it, too. It is tough and hard at times, but you just, you know, you just got to listen to God and knowing that He, he is love. And that's how, that's how I grew. And not only that, but just reading his word daily and then just to drop closer to God. Mm -hmm. And then also, um, how I've seen myself growing is, um, you know, the children's ministry. I love these little children. I love these little kids. You know, it just really, just seeing them grow when you're, when you're, when you're teaching them, you know, because they are, they are the future, you know. So that's, that's how I see myself growing. And there's a lot of changes. There is a lot of changes. When, when you're growing in your faith and in your walk, where, where do we begin to see it? Where do you begin to see it? Where does that growth start? Right? In your spirit. Within your heart. That's where it starts, right? And then where do you begin to see it? On the outside, right? Bearing good fruits. Okay? And what are the fruits? Love. Joy. Peace. Long-suffering. Self-control. Goodness, kindness, right? See, those are the fruit of the Spirit. So how many of us have that? We should all have that. We should all have that. We should all have fruits. When we go out, people should see fruits coming out of us. Love. Especially love. Love. I heard the word love. Now, what, what's important to you? What's important to you? Is um, reputation important to you? Reputation? What is important to me is um, my children, making sure that they um, grow up in the church because I know I know um, they're the future, and I want them to go out and spread the word, you know, with love and joy and peace. So, yeah. What about reputation? What What is reputation? What's your reputation? Reputation. 
But reputation is a bit, it, it, it does matter. Um, especially if you have a good reputation, you don't want to tarnish that with anything bad. So I think that right now, um, our church, Riverside Bread of Life, has a reputation of being warm, um, of being welcoming, of being loving, of being uh, happy. Um, I've heard that from a lot of different people. The, the young gentleman, uh, my friend Bear that I invited, he said when he leaves here every Sunday, he's just on this high. And he said he's never felt anything like that. And he just, you know, looks forward to it every Sunday. Changing lives, right? What's important, reputation or character? Children of God. 
You know, influencing the world because the world is a dark place. The world is is seems like it's turning upside down, and a lot of people are searching for answers. What is going on? What is happening? What are we going to do? What, what's going to happen next? Who's going to be our next president? You know, all these questions that people have. And they're searching, and they're searching, and they're searching. But we as children of God, don't be afraid. Because, just like you said, we know who we are in Christ. We know who we are in Christ. We know where we're going. We know where we're headed. And, and we know that we have a loving Father, a caring Father, a Father that protects us, that watches over us. And, and by the blood of Jesus, we have been redeemed, we have been washed, we have been cleansed, and we are a new creation. All things have passed away, and all things have become new. And then most importantly is that we have a helper. The helper is the Holy Spirit. The church cannot do anything without the Holy Spirit. We have to have the Holy Spirit. We have to invite the Holy Spirit to listen to the Holy Spirit. Know the Holy Spirit. I mean, that, that's that's the, the key right there. That's the key. So like Shanda, this past Sunday, she goes, is the Holy Spirit here? Yes. Because once you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, guess what? We have the Holy Spirit. But if we don't know that we have the Holy Spirit, we don't activate it, we don't talk to it, we don't... You know, we, we, we don't know. And we're, we're still lost. And the Holy Spirit is trying to talk to us and we, we, can't, we don't hear. That's why when we've been reading the Revelation, he says, He who has an ear, let him hear. See? He who has an ear, let him hear. What the Spirit says. What the Spirit says. The Holy Spirit. What does the Holy Spirit say? And so, like, um, there's many churches. And I remember one time here, we had our president, uh, Jonathan Nance. He, he showed up. He showed up. What if the president came in here of the United States, of the Navajo Nation, or even the governor? They came in here to our church service. What do you think they're going to say about Riverside Brother Life? Mm -hmm. well, what do you think they would say? <laughs> yeah, I mean, and then, and then what would we want them to say? What would we want them to know? That that church was alive. Mm -hmm. That church was filled. I don't know what it was, but it was filled. They were filled with something. See, if they don't know, Right there is that the church, the people were filled with the Holy Spirit. It was a filled Holy Spirit worship. It was a filled Holy Spirit message. You know, everything all had to, 
with, with all the, the, the works of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And when they walk out of here, they're going to say, wow, I have never been to a church like that before. Mm -hmm. See, that's the church that we are ought to be. Mm -hmm. And that's the church that, that, that Jesus wants us to be. We, we read, uh, we talked about Ephesus, a loving church. But then they, they kind of drifted away. And then, and then Jesus says, well, you better, you better change. <coughs> Repent. And then, and then we talked about, um, <clears throat> last week we talked about Thyatira. The, 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 the church that um, was, was allowing false doctrine to come in. And, 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 and to, you know, people didn't know whether or not it was true. And then just like Sister said back there, it's your responsibility to, to search the Word and read the Word and say, wow, okay, I've never heard that before. Don't, don't just assume that, that, that you heard the Word and then that is it. No, dig deep into the Word and, 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 and see what God will reveal to you also, because he reveals to each and every one of us his word. Amen. Uh, I'm going to start here. Let's go to 1 Samuel. Thank you for all your, your, your answers. 1 Samuel chapter 16, and then look at verse 7. But the Lord told him, Samuel, don't think Eliab is the one just because he's tall and handsome. He isn't the one I've chosen. This is the Lord speaking. People judge others by what they look like. But I judge people by what is in their hearts. Yes, That's right. See, God looks at the heart. Looks at the heart. Now, let's go to Mark. Go to Mark chapter 11. And look at verse 12. <clears throat> okay, Mark chapter 11, verse 12. When Jesus and his disciples left Bethany the next morning, he was hungry. From a distance, Jesus saw a fig tree covered with leaves and he went to see if there were any figs on the tree but there were none because it wasn't the season for figs. Verse 14, so Jesus said to the tree, never again will anyone eat fruit from this tree. The disciples heard him say this, Never again will anyone eat fruit from this tree. Now, last one here. Let's go to Galatians. Amen. Chapter 5. And um, I'm actually reading from the CEV here. And then go to verse 22. God's Spirit makes us loving, happy, peaceful, 
patient, kind, good, faithful, and then look at 23, gentle, and self-control. There is no law against behaving in any of these ways. Did I describe any one of you? Who did I describe? Look, loving, happy, peaceful, patient, kind, good, faithful, gentle, self-control. And then look at the first, first part of the, uh, verse 22. God's Spirit, the Holy Spirit is the one who, who helps us to bear good fruits, to bear these fruits. It's the Holy Spirit that, that helps us. Not, not ourselves, not anybody, or not no one. It's the Holy Spirit. That's why we have to know the Holy Spirit. We have to be a church filled with the Holy Spirit. We have to listen and ask the Holy Spirit for help every day in our walk. Now, behead. You know what beheaded is? There's a, uh, when, 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 okay, I, I want to talk about this one of these days, but uh, in, in, in Jerusalem, you know that there's, there's, there's a, a, a holy war going on, right? And then there's Jews and there's Muslims. Muslims. Okay? Because if they don't worship their God, that's what they do. They behead. They behead a person. And when you behead someone, what you're doing is you're taking their head off and all that's left is the body. Okay? Now, here's another illustration. Have you heard this phrase before? A chicken running around with no head. How many have you? How many of you ever seen a chicken running around with no head? Okay. So when I say a chicken with no head running around, what what, what are you visualizing? A headless chicken. Headless chicken. Okay. Okay. Running, wings flapping. Still looks like it's alive, right? But eventually, it's what? Dying. Yeah. Dead. Because it's got no head. Now, in a church, who's the head of the church? Jesus. Jesus. Jesus is the head of the church. He's the head of the church. We are the body. The body needs the head. Yes. Right? Right? The head needs the body. Yes. We need each other. Mm -hmm. We need each other. Yes. <laughs> Who's attacking the church, trying to behead the church? Satan. Satan. Mm -hmm. Satan, the enemy. 
He's trying to behead the church. And he's doing so many things in so many ways. Now, let's go ahead and start here. Let's go to Revelation. And go to chapter 3. And let's read about the letter to Sardis. So I'm going to actually go back to the New King James Version here. In Revelation chapter 3, verse 1. And to the angel of the church in Sardis write, These things says, He who has the seven spirits of God and the seven stars. Okay, who is he? These things says he who has the seven spirits of God. Who is he? Jesus. Okay? I want you to see this. Jesus is the one who has the seven spirits of God. And then he also has the seven stars. And this is what he's saying. Look, I know your works that you have a name, that you are alive, but you are dead. I know your works, that you have a name, that you are alive, but you are dead. Verse 2, be watchful and strengthen the things which remain that are ready to die. For I have not found your works perfect before God. Remember, therefore, how you have received and heard. Hold fast and repent. Therefore, if you will not watch, I will come upon you as a thief. And you will not know what hour I will come upon you. You have a few names, even in Sardis, who have not defiled their garments. And they shall walk with me in white, for they are worthy. He who overcomes shall be clothed in white garments, and I will not blot out his name from the book of life. But I will confess his name before my Father and before his angels. He who has an ear... Let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Okay. All these churches. Jesus says, you have done good, you've done good, you've done good, you've done good. But there's something that needs to be fixed. This is one of the churches where he doesn't say you've done good. Right off the bat, he says. What does he say? I know, I know your works, that you have a name, that you are alive, but you are dead. Right off the bat. Doesn't say anything good about this church. Just tells them right off the bat. But you are dead. So, how many of you see the stars in the sky? You know what stars are? Stars 
Okay, our sun is a star. Right? Okay, so when you look in the sky, you see all these stars. Do you think that these stars, it, it's actually like a sun that's way out there, giving off light. So that light is traveling to us. And that's what we're seeing. We're seeing the light coming off of that star, that sun. But some of these stars, some of these, some of these stars that are out there, you know what? They're, they're dead. There's, there's no more light. It's just there. But we look at it and we still, we still see the light coming off from it. But where, where the star is at, actually at, there's no more light. It's not burning no more. It's dead. Kind of an illustration right here, when he says right here in, um, in, in, in um, the, the first verse here, he says, I know your works, that you have a name, that you are alive, but you are dead. Why, why, why do you think Jesus is saying this to this church? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like moving, and you're thinking, well, well, look, it's still running around and flopping its wings. But I think what he meant is like um, in an analogy where you are, he's saying you're spiritually dead. Yep. You're alive physically, mm -hmm. but in the spiritual, in your relationship with God, you're dead. Yeah. That's what he's saying. Yes. Yep. Kind of like a chicken without the head. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Spiritually dead. No Holy Spirit. No Holy Spirit. I, I, I hear people say that we're, we're, we're encouraged to not speak in tongues. You know, there's churches that say that. And then there, there, there are churches that are they're, 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 they're about doing things, you know, in the, in the church, promoting things. But that's all it is. There's really nothing behind that. And like, like, like what Brenda was talking about, this church here really understands the, 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 the meaning of, of tithes and offerings given. You know, it's not, you're not given to pastors or you're not given to, you're, you're given to God because the principle is that, you know, he says that 10% is holy and belongs to him. And when you begin to understand that, you'll, you'll obey that and you begin to do that. And then anything above that is, is your offering. And then there's also alms. And, and this church here is blessed because people are, 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 are getting a hold of that, that teaching by the Holy Spirit. And and, and this church here doesn't have to depend on big corporations for money. How do some of these churches get so big? They get so big, it's not because of the people given, it's because they go out and they ask for money from different corporations. And then they even ask money from the government. Because they're, they're tax exempt. 501c3. So when these big companies give them money, 
Here you go. $20,000 for your church. Now, this church here now has to listen to who? The person that's given the money. The person that's given the money. And then that's why they tell them, we will give you $50,000 if you do something in the community to help the kids. And so they have, they have to do that. They have to, they have to develop programs to help kids because they got funded by someone, a business or an organization. And then they do that. that that's how they operate. That's how they operate. This church here, Riverside Bread of Life, praise the Lord, doesn't operate that way. Amen. It's all by the believers, faithful believers, who, who are obedient to the Word of God and give their 10% and then anything beyond that. And that's, that's how this church is operated. The lights are paid because of your faithfulness and your giving. The, the, the things that you see is because of your faithfulness and your giving. And that, that's how this church operates. And then this church is debt free. It's not in debt. You know, the whole building is paid for. And then the land and everything is paid for. Wow, praise the Lord. And, and you, you see the example that this, this church is, is set in? And that, that's how we are to, to, to follow the, the, the church, this church here, Riverside Bread of Life. And, you know, I just thank God so much when you, maybe some of you heard, maybe some of you never heard how this church was built. And when you hear them talk about it, it's like, wow, amazing, amazing. Mm -hmm. And then now, uh, when, when Pastor Ray Loretta went home, to be closer with his mom. You know what? They've established another church there in that community. Praise the Lord. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. Praise the Lord. And, 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 and that church is being, being built up the same way. The same way. You know, trusting in the Lord. You know, not being in debt or, or not anything like that. It's just being built up, trusting God. And it's going to begin to grow. It's going to begin to grow. And, and now I know and I understand why Pastor Ray and Loretta left. They didn't leave because they were, they were at the end of their, their rope. Like, okay, I got to retire. I'm getting too old for this. I got to do something different. No, that wasn't the reason. God already ahead of time knew what was going to happen and what was going to take place. And God already knew who was coming in, who the people are that are going to be coming in. And then God knew who was going to be the one to be able to minister to those people. And he put all that in place. And I thought, wow, that's why it happened. And, and, and the way everything is working out with, with Heather and you, Dow, and then we see new faces, we see different people, because there's growth that is, that is, is taking place. 
And, and I praise the Lord so much for, for the, the faithful ones. Brenda has been here all these years. As long as I've been here, I, I, I know Brenda here at this church. And then as long as I've been here, I, I know Martha in, in this church. Yeah, and then, and then as long as I've been here, I Helen and then Sylvia. And then as long as I've been here, Ida. And then I see a lot of the, the newer faces. And I praise God. I said, wow, thank you. Wow, Lord, it's just amazing. Just amazing. Just amazing. Let, let's keep reading here. So he's saying right here, but you are dead. Verse 2 says, be watchful and strengthen the things which remain that are ready to die. For I have not found your works perfect before God. <clears throat> Let, let's actually go here. I want you to see some. Go to Isaiah chapter 11. Isaiah chapter 11. And then look at verse um, 2. So Isaiah chapter 11, verse 2. The Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. The Spirit of what? Wisdom. Wisdom. Okay, that's one. Understanding. That's two. The Spirit of counsel. That's three. And might. That's four. And then the spirit of knowledge. That's five. And then the fear of the Lord. That's six. All these right here. What, what we just read in, uh, in, in Revelation. Let me just kind of go back real quick. Or maybe Ty can put up uh, in chapter three. Verse, um, yeah, look, these things, okay, and to the angel of the church in Sardis write, these things says, he who has the seven, right there, look, he who has the seven spirits of God and the seven stars. So the seven spirits of God, okay, what that is, is the works of the Holy Spirit. So it, it doesn't mean that there's seven individual spirits. That's not what that means. What that means is it's the works of the Holy Spirit. And th this is how I know the Holy Spirit is working. When, 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 when a message is brought out or a teaching is brought out, and then, and then someone will come up to you and say, Wow, I never, what, what you talked about, what you mentioned, it, it just brought a whole new meaning and understanding to me. And when someone says that, that's the works of the Holy Spirit. Because you're being taught, you're being, you're being, you're being led by the Holy Spirit, you're being open to the Holy Spirit, and then the Holy Spirit will reveal something to you through God's Word. And then you say, oh, wow, I got it. I got it. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. And that, that's what he's talking about right there. Right here, um, 
Going back to Isaiah chapter 11, verse 2, the spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. The spirit of wisdom, understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. A lot of these things here, we've been talking about this in Proverbs. And wow, wisdom is just, just amazing in Proverbs. Just amazing. You, you got to read Proverbs chapter 8. Okay, read Proverbs chapter 8 and, and see what you think about that. That's just a little side note there. <clears throat> now, going back to, um, to, to Revelation here. Amen. Praise the Lord. God is good. Amen. Yes. All the time. Yes, He is. Amen. Praise the Lord. So verse 2, he says, be watchful. Be watchful. Strengthen the things which remain, that they are ready to die. For I have not found your works perfect before God. And then verse 3 says, remember, therefore, how you have received. Look, remember, therefore, how you have received and heard. And then he says, hold fast and repent. Therefore, if you will not watch, I will come upon you as a thief, and you will not know what hour I will come upon you. Jesus is coming soon. He's coming soon. No one knows. No one knows. Not even Jesus knows himself. Only God knows when Jesus is going to come and call us back, call his church back. And I was talking with Sharon, and this, this is what I heard. Someone that, that Sharon is, is um, that she knows, this, uh, and this, is, this must be what they're being taught, and this is probably how she heard, I don't know. But she's saying that she believes, this person believes that, that the church is going to go through the tribulation. That the church is going to go through the tribulation. This is what the person believes. See, they must have heard that somewhere from a teaching, from a church that they go to. And then there are churches out there also that believe that the tribulation is not going to happen. It's not going to happen. But the Word of God, I mean, we just read in Revelation, the first few chapters talks about the churches and then Jesus comes and takes the church out and then the tribulation will take place. Yes. And how many of you understand the second coming? Yeah. When, when is the second coming? What's that? Because when we say that Jesus is coming and he's coming soon, Am I talking about Jesus is coming and he, when he comes and then the, 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 the tribulation is going to take place? The second coming is different than that. Because the first time Jesus came was when? When he was born. Right? He was, he was in this world. Physically in this world. 
And then, when he left, he says, I'm, I'm coming again, I'm coming again, and I'm, I'm going to come, the second coming. The second coming is when he steps foot back in this world again. That, that's the second coming. After the tribulation, after the tribulation, so then when he, the second coming, when he steps foot in this earth, after the tribulation, then that's going to be the millennium, the, the 1,000 year reign. We're going to reign with, with Jesus in this world for 1,000 years. Wow. And you know what? He's going to, he's going to tie up Satan and he's going to put him away for 1,000 years. Wow, he has the power to do that. In that thousand years, and, and here's the thing too, and I'll, we'll probably go back to it soon. So, so right now we're in the church age. We're in the church age, and then the the right before the tribulation, Jesus is going to come. And that's why he says that we're going to meet him in the air. See, so he's only going to come, and then he's going to take us with him. Yeah, it's going to happen that quick. Yeah, it's going to happen that quick. And then those that, that go with him, okay, don't have to go through the tribulation. But those that get left behind are going to have to go through the tribulation. And the only way that they're going to go through that and make it out of there is if they say, Jesus is Lord, and then they get beheaded. That's the only way. There's going to be really no one there. There's no Holy Spirit. There's no church. There's none of that. Look, 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 kind of imagine it this way now. Look, look how, how blessed we are right now. Right now. To come to a church. To open the word. To encourage one another. To be taught. And then to have the Holy Spirit. So that when that trumpet sounds, we're going to be taken up and we're going to be, meet Jesus in the air. Yes. And then Pastor talked about Sunday that when he came on a donkey, that second coming, he's going to be coming on a horse. Yes. And you know who's going to be coming with him? All of us who have been taken up. We're going to be coming with him. We're going to be coming with him. Yes. And we're going to reign with him. That 1,000 years. Wow. Amen. Wow. Praise the Lord. Yes. But the, we don't the, die too. Yeah. In, in, in our immortal body. And we talked about this. So, our immortal body. And then the ones that go through the tribulation. The ones that make it out of the tribulation. Their bodies are not going to be the same as our bodies. There's going to be a difference. A difference. So, one of the differences, the blood. Our immortal body, no blood. The ones that make it through the tribulation into the millennium, they're the ones that are going to have the, their, their blood and still be in them. And then the thousand year reign. And then at the end of the thousand year reign, Jesus is going to let Satan out one more time, one more time. And then finally, that, that's the uh, uh, judgment day. Everyone will be judged. And then he's going to be thrown into the lake of fire. Satan is going to be the first one to be thrown into the lake of fire. 
And then all his followers, all the third that he took with him, are going to be next. Unfortunately, those that choose to follow him are going to be the third to go. See, that, that's, that's, the, that's the timeline, and it's coming, and it's happening soon. So one of these days, I'll share with you this. How many of you know Enoch? Yeah. yeah. The Enoch guy? No. What happened to him? He was taken up. Us as believers, when we hear the trumpet, what's going to happen to us? We take it up, just like Enoch. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Praise God. Praise the Lord. It's just so amazing here. Be watchful. Strengthen the things which remain that are ready to die. For I have not found your works perfect before God. Remember, therefore, how you have received and heard. Hold fast, hold fast, and repent. Therefore, if you will not watch, I will come upon you as a thief, and you will not know what hour I will come upon you. He doesn't want us to know. He doesn't want us to know when he's going to come. He doesn't want us to know. Because what's the point of us knowing, you know, that when he's coming? It's better to not know, and it's better to just be ready. Be ready. Be ready. Be ready. Be ready. Amen. Are you ready? Yes. Are you ready? Yes. Are you all packed up? Yes. No. <laughs> yeah. No. You don't have to worry about packing up. No luggage. Yes. No luggage. Okay. You don't have to. You don't have to check in your bag or anything. Because look. You're going you're gonna to have a whole new wardrobe. A whole new wardrobe. Look at verse 4. You have a few names, even in Sardis, who have not defiled their garments. So there are a few that are standing strong. And they shall walk with me, look, in white. Yes. Wow. For they are worthy. You are worthy. You are worthy. You are worthy to wear the garment of a white robe. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. You are worthy to wear the white garment of a white robe. What does that white represent? Purity. Righteousness. Yes. Amen. Praise God. Holy. Right? Amen. Without blemish. Right? Yes. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Praise God. And then, right here, as we keep reading, <clears throat> He who overcomes, that's me. Is that you? Yes. I'm an overcomer. Are you an overcomer? Yes. yes. Shall be clothed in white garments, and I will not blot out his name, from the book of life. Amen. I praise the Lord. I praise the Lord that my name is written in the Lamb's book of life. But I will confess his name before my Father 
and before his angels. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Praise the Lord. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Let me let me look at this. Let me look at this. I'm gonna close with this and 